Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm at the home studio. And anyone who's been listening to this show for any amount of time knows I'm a big fan of high school football. Uh, we had the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award each and every week last season. And uh, high school football is right around the corner. So excited to bring that back as well. And also excited about our next guest, Coach Daryl Tootle from uh, El Dorado High School is our guest on the phone lines right now. And Coach, appreciate your time this afternoon. It was great meeting you earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Your team, the Sun Devils, along with other teams from around the area, were out at practice being able to just sit there and watch and see everything that went on and uh, probably get some autographs and stuff following practice. But what was the experience like for your players on your team to be able to just be there at Raiders uh, practice and, and soak it all in? Uh, hey, guys, thanks for having me. Um, I'll tell you, man, our, our boys our boys ate everything, ate all that up, man. They were so excited to be out there. Um, we got actually got a, we luckily have a lot of Raider fans that are on our team, so they saw some of their favorite players when Devontae Adams came out there. Um, you know, we, we we definitely sounded like a little cheering section there. So it was really good, man. It was a really good time. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and that's what it's supposed to be like, right? I mean, me and you, we briefly talked uh, at practice today, and everyone doesn't get that opportunity to go and see their favorite players or NFL players in general up close and personal and be at their facilities. So that had to mean a lot to the guys, especially. We all watch them on TV, and I, I remember growing up and, and idolizing my favorite players. But like you said, just to be able to, you know, have that opportunity to see them up close and, you know, and, and have a conversation with him and talk to him and get that inspiration firsthand. There's, there's nothing like it, man. It's, it's invaluable. And, and, you know, as part of our conversation, we were talking about, you know, where El Dorado High School is located and that you're not always going to have a chance to go to an NFL game and everyone's not going to get that experience. So, you know, just to be able to, you know, take a, a group of guys that might not always have that experience to be able to do it, you know, what was it? How personal was that? I tell you, man, it means a lot to me personally. Um, we spent a lot of time this summer already just fundraising so our kids can have some of the bare minimums, right, some of the basics that, uh, that some of these other programs are able to kind of, um, you know, uh, enjoy every day. And uh, I'll tell you, man, for, for some of our guys, this is a life-changing experience. Um, one of my young men who's a, a, a linebacker for our team, he got a chance to have just a quick, uh, just a quick conversation with, uh, with, uh, with Perryman out there and mm. got his autograph and, on the way home, man, I couldn't I couldn't get him to stop talking, man. He was just so excited, man. He <laughs> he was talking my ear off about how he, you know he wants to go to college now and he wants to do, you know, he really wants to make this his dream and things like that. And he just kind of feels a little bit, uh, you know, just re-energized and rejuvenated so that as we go in, as we go into our season now and as we're getting ready for the next level and the, and the next steps of, of preparation for for the, for the football season this year, he just has that added motivation, right? That added inspiration that that'll that'll push him forward a little bit more. So, like I said, it means the world to us, man. We are so excited and just uh, and just thrilled to have the Raiders in Las Vegas, man. It just it's changing everything about the city, right? The, there's a buzz, there's an energy just around high school football in town in general, um, and there really always has been. And now just having that Raider that Raider energy, um, you know, backing us a little bit, it's it's, it's huge, man. It's huge. Can't, that, can't, that's huge. Can't replace it. 
That is awesome. I mean, it really is. And you never know what a conversation, what a little brief conversation, like you mentioned, between your young linebacker and Denzel Perryman, an all-pro and a, a, a pro bowler, you know, a year ago. You never know how far that's going to go. So just to hear that kind of testimony is, is fantastic. Again, we're talking with El Dorado head football coach Daryl Tootle here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, uh, you know, part of – this uh, the Raiders being in town. They've done a lot of community work. They have the they have the uh, the high school football helmets on the wall there at Allegiant Stadium, which is great. I helped kind of uh, so open cool. that wall up. How how cool is that to see that that whole wall dedicated to football? So awesome, man. So we had a chance to take a couple of the boys to the state championship this year, and we stopped by that wall, and it's 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 a it's a it's a very 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 awesome sight to see. Right, just seeing the NFL uh, NFL team. Um, really representing some of the local talent, it it it, it means a lot, man. Uh, and a lot of our kids, you know, they they we, we like I said, we, we went to the state championship and we we walked through that stadium. And for us, um, like you said, some of our kids on the east side, that's the only opportunity that they're going to have, you know, to really be able to enjoy that stadium. And they, I mean, they took it all in. I mean, phones were out. Instagram was was popping that evening for sure. <laughs> that's um, that's so cool. I mean, again, I, I can't help but to laugh because I just I, I can only imagine the faces, you know, of the young men on the team, just you know, soaking all that in and enjoying that, and, and you know, that experience that they're getting uh, each and every day. And, and of course, with high school football and coach, something that you mentioned to me, and you mentioned it a little while ago, was uh, that not only are you in the business to try to win games and get your players to the state championship game to play in the game and win a state championship, your goal is to get these guys to college. You want these guys to get this education. How important is that, and, and how much have you appreciated that role that you have in these young men's lives? You know, that's what it's all about, man. Um, when it comes to wins and losses, you know, at, a couple of years later, most people forget them anyway. But what, what lives did you change, right? What, what, um, you know, what steps did you take to help these guys become better men, better husbands, better, fa- better fathers? Uh, better pillars in our community. That's kind of what we're building here at El Dorado. We're trying to get guys who can help us, uh, you know, change the future of this country. So the truth of the matter is, is we love, you know, we love sacks, we love stats, we love touchdowns. But, you know, I want to see what that GPA is looking like. I want to see what those extracurricular activities are looking like. And I want to see what those goals for the next level are, whether that be college, whether it be military, you know, whether it be trade school, whatever it is. I just want to, I want our guys to be prepared, you know, for that next level. I'll tell you, my young man, my Denzel Perryman fan, uh, fan he was back here and, it's funny because I, I, his energy, his excitement, kind of reminded me of my, you know, my high school days and my youth being a fan of my, of my team. And I had another young man in the car, and he was like, "Well, who was that guy that you got your autograph from?" He said, "Oh man, that's Denzel Perryman. He had 152 tackles, 101 solo <laughs> tackles last year, and he went to the University of Miami, and that's where I'm going to go, just like him." And for me, that last part of the sentence, right, that I'm going to go just like he did. I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to get my degree mm-hmm. just the same way that he did. That makes that makes my year. That kind of gives me. Uh, gives me the energy and gives me the focus um, to get into the season and, uh, and and be just as excited as he am. Because the truth of the matter is, right? Sometimes coaching um, high school sports can be a little thankless, right? It can be a, it can be a tough job, especially those dog days where you're taking kids home and you're you know you're providing you know transportation or meals or food or whatever it could be, and it can get a little frustrating, get a, it can get a little discouraging. But then when you see the, the the their faces light up, when you see that that hope, you know, kind of be you know, reignited in their, in, their, in, their, in their souls and their spirits, it just means everything. It means the world to us, man. And so, for me, this is one of the best days of my year. I mean, I'm very excited about the season going forward. I mean, I already was, but now I feel like I'm, you know, I'm geared up just like them. I'm almost ready to put the pads on, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it gave you a little bit of extra energy as well. And, and Coach, like I said, man, I'm a big fan of high school football uh, for everything that happens on the field, but in, really in general for everything that happens off the field, for everything you just said, trying to get these young men to college, trying to shape the community because that's what it's all about, right? I mean, we, we see stuff on the news and we wonder, how did this happen? How did this guy do this? How did that guy do that? Well, he didn't have the proper guidance. You know, a lot of times they didn't have the proper guidance and, and just didn't know any better. And you're helping provide, and, and high school football coaches in general are helping provide guidance. Sometimes you're the best friend. Sometimes you're dad. Sometimes you're the mentor. Sometimes you're just somebody that can bounce some ideas off of. I mean, you wear so many hats that are more than just a football coach. I mean, it's it's got to be an incredible honor. You know what, too, it, and I, I like how you said that, right? Like sometimes your dad, right? Sometimes your uncle. Sometimes you're that 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 role model. And what's funny is, is um, you know, sometimes we know that you know kids don't listen to their fathers, right? So as I'm as I'm as I'm trying to you know mold these young lives and as I'm trying to guide them toward the right direction, um, having a guy like uh, Jacob Johnson come out and you know talk to our boys and give us that check that he did a, a while back, yeah, you know, he for him to come in and 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 echo those same sentiments and say, man, you guys should listen to your coach, man, because he knows what he's talking about. You know, you go to class, and that's the most important thing. In fact, just for him to be, to back us up, and then you see where he's at, and they're looking at him, they're going, oh, my gosh, look how huge he is. Look at his abs. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, are you listening to what he's saying? Because he's backing us up in the sense that it makes us feel like, you know, what we're, what we're saying not only has validity to us, because we, you know, we know it works. We know, the, we know the recipe. We know the secret. Right. But they start to buy into it when they see their heroes starting to kind of really – um, you know, you know, you know, see, preach the same message and 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 and, and say some of the same things. So it just, it's been a, it's it, it's always it's always an honor. It's always awesome to be able to be that guy that these kids can go to, and that that guy, that, you know, that that big brother, like you said, that father figure. Sometimes, um, just that friend they can bounce stuff off. It, it, it it's it's the most important part of my job. Bar, you know, but you know, without question. But like you said, just having that um, having that having that support, right? Having some of these guys who are so they're making, you know, they're making X amount of dollars, and they're living out their dreams, and they're saying, "Hey, guys, you can do it too." And it, and 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 them having, like, like I said, the the, the the response, right? Our boys having that excitement and going, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. It just makes my job so much more easy. And then it also makes me more excited to come in because now when I, you know, now when I come to work tomorrow and I say, "Hey, fellas, we got to get this homework and we got to do this. We got to do our footwork drill so that we can, so that we can have what they have." And, and then when they look at me and they say, you know what, Coach, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're not, uh, you know, selling me some soup here. But you're, maybe you have that. Maybe you have that real answer. It right. just makes me feel like um, uh, like what I'm doing is is really worth it, right? As I'm as I'm building these bricks, as I'm putting it, putting it, putting together the foundation for this program, it makes me feel like we're actually creating a vehicle that will help them get where they need to be. And that just that's the world to me, man. That's everything. Yeah, it really it, it validates everything that you're saying, you know, to have the backup. It really does, and I think it's impressive, and I, I think it's awesome uh, to have the Raiders backing up and, and being in this community and really backing up all the high school football coaches and high school sports in, in general just because, again, like I said, you're, you're, you're helping shape the community and they're helping shape the community. Again, we're talking with uh, El Dorado High School head football coach Daryl Tootle here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, you mentioned Jakob Johnson. He brought a $10,000 check. He brought a bunch of supplies to the school. Uh, the Sun Devils, man, I'm sure you guys soaked that in when they were able to do that uh how exciting was that when they got that when you guys got that delivery at the school oh you got you got you you, you made some fans around here raiders i'll tell you right now it's funny because we got fans of all kind of teams right here we got we got chargers fans we got cowboy fans we got eagles fans whatever but i'll tell you right now everybody is aware and everybody knows especially at Eldorado high school man the raiders are our team um it it, it goes without saying that they have 
you know, they have shown more support and, and honestly a lot more um, just excitement about our football team and even some of the people in our own town. You know, um, El Dorado is one of the original eight high schools, and we've been down a little bit the past few years. And so we're trying to bring back some of that glory from the old days. And I'm telling you, th- having the Raiders backing us, uh, we have guys who are walking around here. Like today we were, you know, I, I saw some Raider jerseys on some known Bronco fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think it's important I think it's important that we all kind of get behind our team because our team is certainly reaching out to our community. Um, I've been a, I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan since I was born. I came out I came out my womb from my, my mother's womb rooting for the Cowboys. Right. But I'm gonna tell you right now today, and any day that they don't play the Cowboys, I'm rooting for them Raiders. <laughs> that, that that goes without saying, man. I'm a, I'm a Raider Nation uh, fan for life for sure because, I, like I said, the, the 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 outpouring of support has just been so inspiring and moving. Um, and it just it, it it means the world to me personally, and I think it, and know for a fact that it means the world to these kids. They are, they are so grateful, man, and it's awesome that you guys are here. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, just seeing their faces today when I was out there watching practice, you know, seeing all the players that were out there, it was it was great to see. And and you know, we, like I said, we talked for a few minutes, and uh, I, I was pumped up to talk to you, and and just even just hearing what you're you know you're all about as far as what you're trying to do there at El Dorado, and I think that that's great. And I know the season's right around the corner, Coach. I mean, it's right around the corner. Uh, you guys have to be getting excited about that. Uh, how's practices been going, and and when does everything get started? So we got we opened up here uh, home against Virgin Valley. One of Virgin Valley and Mawapa Valley were in the state championship game, and so we are very excited because um, this is our first opportunity to see what we have with our new system, with our new you know with our new offense, and our new defense. We have entirely new coaching staff. Mm. Um, uh, 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 we're, we're 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 bringing some of the I, I coached I coached football at Legacy High School for eight years under Coach John Isola. He got me into coaching. And I learned so much from him and Coach AJ Lewis over there, just kind of teaching me the, the ropes of, of you know how to run an offense, how to run a program, how to run a system. And so we, we're bringing a lot of some of those old traditions and old ways over over to this to this um, to this football team. And they're you know they're learning, they're picking it up. There's some growing pains for sure. Some of the some of the uh, some of the more discipline and checks and balances that are, are new to them a little bit, but they are definitely um, buying in. We we got an opportunity to go to Boise State football camp this year. It was very excited for the for the young men. A lot of these guys have never been outside the East Side, and so they had a great time out there. And they and they showed, you know, that we have we have some flashes, we have some sparks, but there's some things that we can do. And so we're very excited about Virgin Valley coming to town on August 19th. We have three weeks. We're actually out on the field right now, um, getting our practices started. We're very excited. Like I said, that. We're, we, we've had an amazing uh, strength and conditioning program. Some of our kids, uh, some of our kids' lifts have gone up as much as 100 pounds. Um, I have a guy. I, I have several students who are finally in the 1,000 pound club, which is a very you know prestigious honor for for a high school young man. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited about the future of this team and this season. I, I uh, you know we, we 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 stay humble around here, but I would I would venture to say that we're going to make some noise, right? We're going to have some. We're going to turn a few heads around here and. Um, Obviously, we're, we're excited for the for the game in front of us, but we definitely have September uh, September sixteenth circle for uh, when Chaparral comes to town for uh, comes over to El Dorado for that Cleat game, that legendary uh, yeah. rivalry game over Merlin Olson's Cleat. So we're very excited. Um, this season should be very good for us. Um, definitely a step in the right direction. And uh, like I said, with with the Raiders support, man, I, at this point, I feel, I feel like our boys believe that they can that they can take on the world. So sky's the limit for us. All right, Coach. Uh, I think I'm looking at a proper schedule here. Um, one of the second-to-last games of the season on the 14th of October here, you guys are going to be playing Perum Valley, the high school that I went to. 
And I just okay. got to ask, do I need to be worried? Because you guys sound like some <laughs> monsters over there. You're talking about how you're building up the program. Lifts are going up by 100 pounds. Are you, I know we, we, we never the best. You're talking about glory years. We've never had glory years. Can you at least just take it easy on us a little bit when you play <laughs> Perum Valley? So, 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 so here's what I'll say about Perum Valley. They got some big boys at Perum Valley. Last year, their offensive line handled us uh, pretty, pretty easily. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions uh, before, you know, before the game. We let our pads do the talking, but I will say this. We're not going to lay down so easily this year. This year they're going to have to they're going to have to take it from us because we are we have that game circled as well. Like I said, we um, we played them last year and you know they came out with them big boys and you know they they ran buck sweep and they they they, they took it to us. And so this year was one of the main one of the main focuses in our weight room were games like that where you where you know you got to get in them trenches you got to battle for you know for four quarters. And so we're prepared to do it. Like I said, I won't be making any predictions beforehand, but uh, we we definitely plan to do a little talking with our pads this. This uh this fall, so I, I like I said I I respect everybody that we play. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to play every single one. Obviously, we we got our eyes set on uh, on August 19th at Virgin Valley. Let's take care of them first. But um, yeah, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't I wouldn't go bet the I wouldn't go bet the house on Perump yet. I, I, <laughs> I know that's right, Coach. Well, yeah, that's our guy Demond, who's a, a proud uh, Perump alum right there, and uh, we could tell you stories about his athletic career later. I don't want to. I don't want to bore you right now with uh, Demond and his his lack of skills that he has. But Coach, uh, I love what you're doing there at El Dorado, man. Uh, you know, much success to you guys. Uh, it was great to meet you today at, at practice and, and have a few minutes to chop it up with you. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon, and I'm for sure going to get out to a game uh, this season and check you guys out in person. Man, like again, man, like I said, thank you so much for having me. I listen every day. Um, I'm a big, big ESPN radio guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited right now because I'm on, I'm on the radio. So we call my mom. But um, I will say this, man. Like I said, the Raiders and what you guys are doing right now is so well received and so much appreciated. Uh, please don't stop. And you, you, like I said, you got some, you got some Raider fans over here on the east side of Vegas, man. Very, there he goes. So. I love it. Well, coach, thank you so much, my man. I do appreciate you, and we'll be catching up soon. All right, now you guys have a good day. All right, you too. There he goes, El Dorado head football coach Daryl Tootle with us here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920, and that's so impactful. I love the stories that he told right there. I love the the impact that the team is having on these young men and just a couple-minute conversation. I'm sure Denzel Perryman has no idea that a couple-minute conversation with a young man has him inspired enough to want to go to college, go to the same school that Perryman went to. That's what it's all about, and that's why I really love high school football because it's so much deeper than just W and L's. Of course, everyone wants to win. No one wants to lose. I get it. But it's so much deeper than that. And really, when it comes down to affecting the community and being a, a member of the community, it means so much. So uh, when Coach told me that his main goal was to get these guys to college, I mean, all of a sudden, light bulbs started going off in my in my head. So uh, I definitely appreciate Coach's time this afternoon. Uh, and, and, and we will get out there and check out what the Sun Devils will have going on this upcoming season. And, DeMond, maybe I'll have to send you out there to that Pahrump game so uh, you could be you could be Johnny on the spot and report back for that game. <laughs> oh, know. man, my my pleasure. I bet it is. I bet it is. Well, it's my pleasure to have Coach Daryl Tootle on the, on the show with us this afternoon. 3.20 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, get to some calls and texts. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. It was fun, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, we I played all my games in this stadium and, you know, you pass the Hall of Fame every day, you go to school and high school, you know, you're playing right there and you can see it over the, the stands. Um, it's a really cool place to grow up. Uh, it was a great place to be a young boy that loved football and 
Um, what a blessing that I have an opportunity to come back there and, and do it. You know, never would have dreamed that this would have happened. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Your head coach, Josh McDaniels, right there talking about growing up, going to high school right there where the Hall of Fame is at and being able to see the stadium while he's practicing and just talking about a dream come true is Dad actually coached him while he played football in that exact stadium. That was from Sunday's presser uh, that we had at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So it's kind of a homecoming uh, for him. So that'll be fun. But more importantly, it's going to be fun to see the Raiders back in action starting on Thursday going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've had a lot of fun so far on the show as well. We talked to Ed Graney from the ESPN Las Vegas, also Raider Nation uh, <coughs> Radio 920, but uh, also the Las Vegas Review Journal is where Ed Graney's from. And then we just finished talking with Coach Daryl Tootle of El Dorado High School, and uh, we got more on the way where that comes from. But we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text sign is 69187, keyword R&R. Been talking about level of concern when it comes to Chandler Jones. Kent level of concern when it comes to Darren Waller. Jones has been out for four practices. Darren Waller has been out for two. Mailman Raider hit us up with a text and said, Q, I'd say I'm at a level 1.5 with Chandler. But when we first heard the news that Yannick was traded because we had Chandler, I'd rather have had Yannick at both their points in their careers. Jones is getting up there in age. Yannick is in his prime and hasn't had less than eight sacks. I think Yannick has a lot more years left. I hope Chandler outplays him this year, but I don't think it happens. So there's the mailman Raider right there with a little bit of concern. You know, and I'll say this. I think Yannick did a hell of a job last year. I was one of the guys that really wanted the Raiders to go out and make the move for him and was glad that he did. They did. And he played for the, the team last year. And you could tell he enjoyed playing for the team last year. Obviously, him and Max Crosby were very close. Uh, I think that he provides a whole lot. I do think that Chandler Jones will bring a whole lot to the table as well. Uh, I think he'll play just as well as Unique did, if not better. And the thing about him that separates him from Unique is the fact that he knows his system. You know, I mean, he knows his system. He knows his coaching staff where Unique is very familiar with that Gus Bradley scheme. And so when he ended up – they traded with the Colts, it made sense, right, because that's where Gus Bradley's at, and that would make more sense. And I'm sure that Unique is happy to be playing uh, with the guy that he has been successful with every time he's been uh, coached by him. So uh, he was very successful in Jacksonville with Gus Bradley for the short time that, that they were there together, and then obviously last year with the Silver and Black. So I think Chandler Jones is going to be a really good player for the, the Raiders, uh, but you're right. He's obviously a little bit older than uh, than Unique Ngakwe is, so uh, the amount of years he has left is not is they're not on the same page. So uh, thank you for that text, my man. I do appreciate you. Got a text from the seven zero seven talking about the Raiders and the fact that they're having some linebacker issues as far as injuries go. They should give Javen White a call. He just got let go by the Jets. That's the UNLV alum. He was a member of the Raiders for a while as an undrafted free agent out of UNLV, and then the Jets pulled him off the Raiders practice squad last year, put him on the active roster, and just recently they released him. And I don't know. You know, I, I've talked to Javen White. I've had him on the podcast a couple times, had him on the show a couple times. He's a guy that I definitely root for. Uh, I always root for guys that, you know, they don't – they're not first-round picks. They're not the guys that you expect to be big-time players. They, you know, they have to scratch and claw a little bit more to, to get that, that shot. And that's who he was. And I could tell, you know, even talking to him that he's got that mentality of, hey, I'm going to show what I'm worth. And, and I know that he's working his tail off. And it was very unfortunate last year uh, when he got injured during training camp and he was out for a while. I think that that really slowed down his – his production and his growth, actually more his growth than anything. And then he was put on the practice squad, and I felt like it was just too late for him to get acclimated and really be uh, active, you know, week to week. So then the Jets plucked him because, well, they had 
a very big void of talent, but now he's uh, he's out on the street. So maybe the Raiders will, will take a look at him, but I have a feeling that they're more looking for guys with a lot more experience, right? I mean, even the guys that – like a guy like, say, Anthony Averett, for example, who I know is not a linebacker, he's a corner, but he has like four or five years uh, in the league. Even though he doesn't have the consistency as far as play, but he's been there, done that. He's stuck around the league long enough. You know, Jayon Brown, the linebacker, the guy we talked to today, he's been in the league for, you know, a handful of years. So he's got experience. Even guys that don't have a ton of, you know, actual burn and, and, and uh, reps under their belt, but they still have time in the league. I think that's what this regime is really looking for, guys that know what it looks like, know what it's expected to do, because the, the Raiders do have a lot of young dudes on the squad too. So I think for the most part they're trying to find guys that are veterans that have been there, done that, and know how to get it done, and like I said, know what it looks like. So uh, I, I don't think that they'll be giving Javen White a call, but you never know. You never know. I mean, again, the training camp is a long way away. Or not a long way away. It's still got a long way to go. And preseason still has a long way to go. So there's a lot between now and then that can happen before the beginning of the season. So you never know what might, you know, might shake out. But I, I, I wouldn't expect that Javen White is at the top of the list for GM Dave Ziegler. Uh, one more text from uh, Geese Mode. He said, bottom line for me, Q, I'm a zero level of concern about these guys' availability on August 1st. I'm more interested on how strong they finish uh, when February 12th, 2023 rolls around. Let's go Raiders. So Gizmo is basically saying he wants to see what they do in the Super Bowl. He's not worried about today. And I respect that. And look, even if you don't think that they're going to go to the Super Bowl, you don't have to be worried about today. You know, you could think that not a big deal. Uh, as we talked to Ed Graney earlier today, you know, Chandler Jones has been a guy that t- takes some days off. I think that there's obviously something there, even if it's something minor. I do believe there's something there, but that's okay. You know, as long as he's available for September 11th, and he's in good, you know, good condition and ready to roll. I think the Raiders would be happy with that. That's why I put the level of concern at a one, and Demond put it at pretty much a zero. So he wasn't he wasn't concerned too much at all. So I'm good with that. But I didn't get the answer for Darren Waller because I was busy with behind the scenes stuff. He's at a two for me. Okay, I why am is a that? little bit more concerned for him because I feel like Chandler Jones, like Ed said, you know, he's known to take a day off. He's yeah. a borderline Hall of Famer. But last season with Darren Waller, hey, man, if he, he gets nicked up, I'm not saying that he can't go or that he doesn't want to go, but his bangs and bruises, because we've seen it last season, it's more recent, that, hey, man, an injury concern, he might be out for a couple of weeks if there is a real concern there. Okay, that's fair. So you got a two, a two for De- uh, Darren Waller, and then you have a, a basically almost a zero for Chandler Jones. Yep. Okay. It's just that Darren Waller, just last season, it made me a little skittish on, hey, man, like if he's banged up, you know, maybe he won't be able to be he won't be a hundred percent for the team. Okay, fair enough. I'm okay with that. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Who do you say we have on the line? Raider Rod. Raider Rod. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Good. You know, you know, my uh, my concern is 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 somewhere around you between you and Demond. I would say it's a one for Chandler Jones, just because, like you said, he is a veteran and. He's probably going to get some light days either coming up for week zero of the preseason and or, you know, um, you know, days after. But for for Darren Waller, I would have to echo. I was going to say one and a half. I can understand the two. Um, you know, he got nicked up last year, and he just couldn't seem to get off that list. He seemed he couldn't come back. I don't know if he, you know, what it was, but, I mean, it lingered. It lingered around, and um, it's it's a bit early for a guy that doesn't have the miles of a of a Chandler Jones. He doesn't have the miles, and that's what everybody talks about. 
That's what they talk about when they bring up his contract and and um, his age is that you know yeah he's he's a young you know thirty one or he's he's a younger player because he doesn't have the miles. Well, you know what? It's concerning because um, it's two years in a row, and I know it's early, but um, it's a it's a concern. It's a concern. Maybe it's a maybe it's a contractual thing. Maybe they're saying, "Hey, let's back off a minute. You haven't even got paid yet." Okay. So hey, good good call, my man. Good call. I appreciate the breakdown. And uh, yeah, see, that's the thing about it. And, and like I said at the top, I don't want to speculate on exactly what's holding Darren Waller out. It could be a bump and bruise. It could be a contract situation. We don't know. But uh, just from a team building camaraderie, trying to get to. The start of the season, trying to get through the preseason, trying to make sure that everybody's on the same page. That's what we're really talking about today when we're talking about concerns for these guys, both Chandler Jones and Darren Waller. Because, again, like I said, I don't want to be out there and just speculating on something I don't know. Now, if I had some kind of idea of something or someone came out and said, hey, look, Darren Waller just ain't practicing until he gets paid. Then, okay, then we have a different conversation. But that's not the conversation because that's not what we've been told. So as long as as long as long that's not been told to me, that's not the conversation we're going to have. All we could do is just talk about, you know, hey, just are you concerned that he's not out there in general, which is what we're doing today. So thank you so much for that call, man. Fantastic stuff. Uh, let's talk to our guy, Raider Dave in Denver. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey there. I think the deal with Waller is, you know, he's a whole bunch of burdens for the guys that are going to be all right, hey Raider Dave, hit me back, man. I, that was I could tell that that was going south real quick. <laughs> not not what not what you were saying, but your your phone was cutting out. So uh, hit us back, man, and, and let's see if we can get a better connection because I know you always have some good stuff, and I want to make sure that I'm able to actually hear what you have to say. So hit us back, Raider Dave. I do appreciate that. Uh, shields up. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey Q, how you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. Um, just got a question. Um. The two, I'm a, uh, I'll give a one uh, okay. to the two guys on the pup list. I think it's uh, Hankins and Bilal Nichols. Are okay. they on the pup? Yes, yes, they are. Okay, I believe so. Now, um, explain to me, please. Um, we have up to August 13th for designation. Is that true? August 23rd, I believe, is the date. Yeah, oh, August, okay. 23rd. August 23rd. Yep. Now, are we? Are the radio organizations obligated to, to disclose? Uh, what the situation is, or or no? Not not right now. They don't have to disclose what it is right now. I mean, he's on the pup. They're on the pup list with some obviously with injuries. Uh, but if they don't make it back by August twenty third, then they're out. First of all, they're out for the first four weeks of the season. But then they'd also go on to uh, you know the the injury report all the time, and and you'd you'd find out exactly what it was. Okay. All right. So that that was my own. So I'll drop that down to zero. <laughs> okay. It's the twenty third because um um uh those are uh pretty uh pretty good players and uh um we need them this year, that's all. But the twenty third is 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 a little ways away and maybe they just came in a little overweight and working with the trainers or something like that. But uh yeah, that's about it, man. Thanks for taking my call and shields up. All right, there you go. Shields up right there talking about Bilal Nichols and Jonathan Hankins. Those two guys are on the pup list as well as Trayvon Mullen. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, I believe, is a uh, uh, foot injury, and, and what it was is the surgery that he had in the offseason. So I'm expecting – well, I, I say I'm expecting him to come back sooner rather than later, but I don't know that. Uh, I would like to see him out there sooner rather than later. Let's put it like that because I think that he needs as many reps and as much burn as possible, and he's a really good player when he's out there. I think he's a really good player. I know some people have mixed feelings on Trayvon Mullen, but I thought he was pretty good. 
I really did. I mean, from the minute that they drafted him out of Clemson, I thought he was a good player. Uh, so I'd like to see him back out there. And until last season, he's really been a pretty healthy guy. Now, I know he gets banged up in-game, but, I mean, who doesn't get banged up in-game? But for the most part, he's been very reliable. Uh, last year, he only played in five games, though. So that's that's the uh, that was the issue with Trayvon Mullen. So hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. So Shields up, uh, talking about the pup list right there. Uh, I could appreciate that. Thank you so much for uh, for that call. 702-365-9200. Let's hustle back out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's up, Demaya? I hope everything's good. That was a great interview on that uh, young, uh, that coach uh, for high school football. A lot of people forget about high school football. Yes, and sir. that's where the, uh, you know, that's where all the, the, the groundwork starts. Here, a couple of questions I, I have. Uh, okay. And, and it's regarding the media, I, and you're part of the media now, or you've been part of the media, and, uh, and our whole show, we, we love it. We love it. Now, here's my thing with, with, with this re- regime. Uh, yep. they, Belichick, uh, and, and people can say, no, nah, not, he, it's not a Belichick, but everything, everything he's doing almost is the same thing as far as setting out the – setting out the – I mean, now he's answering questions and doing stuff. But my thing is, though, Q, for the media, these guys that don't want to talk to you guys, I don't understand it. Why would you not talk? I mean, this is, it's, not, it's not you against them. It, it's, you just ask, you're just doing your job. I, I, I'm not understanding that. Because Derek Carr did the same thing to uh, – what's his name the other day? To um, the ESPN writer. Yeah, Paul. And, and, Paul. Uh, Paul Gutierrez, and, yep. and to me, it, it just it, it, you guys are doing your job. What what do you want? To, you guys got to ask questions, you, and sometimes it's uncomfortable questions. Nobody's gonna always ask you the same easy question. But I did, uh, and I do want to say this in my last thing that that Thursday. What did, I told you this last week. I told you that Thursday. I mean, we might not see a, many starters anyway, but you go back and look at New England mm-hmm. for the past. 15, 20 years, they they gonna they made sure that their um, uh, starters played a lot. He, one one year, Brady played almost uh, two quarters in mm. the in the third game of the season. And I'll let you go on that. You tell me. I know we're not gonna see anybody Thursday, but um, uh, we'll see somebody in the next three. You gotta you gotta put these guys in because if yeah. you don't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna add up. We can't wait till the Charger game to to get these guys started. Our practice is totally different from the game. Yeah. So I'll let you go on that. Hey, great, great call. It's always good to hear from you, Raider Mac. And yeah, you're right. You did uh, call and, and and tell us about that last week. And I actually, it's funny. I thought about that call. I I forgot it was you that called, but I I thought about that when we were talking to Ed Graney earlier, and he was saying that maybe you know about the Patriots and what they did. I I did actually think about that call when you said that. I just didn't remember that uh, that you were the one that called. So thank you for that. I do appreciate it. And yeah, I agree. And just like Ed said, uh, this especially with this new regime and new system and everything, you've got to let those guys get out there and get a little bit of burn do you got to be careful sure but you got to uh you know you got to be smart about it but yeah they do need to get some burn so thank you so much for that as far as the the media and the questions it's really it's really weird because i think that we do uh, a pretty good job of asking very fair questions you know i know that there's some media members and not in this group but there's been some media groups that i've been in and been involved in even when i was in texas that people would just act ask dumb questions just to be like, just to show their ass. I mean, just to be point blank. That's, that, you know what I mean? Like, that's what they would do. Just look at me. I can ask. The, you know what I mean? It's just, 
it just we always would look at him like, are you serious? Like, come on, dude. You know, it just there's certain people that I feel like are are somewhat disrespectful. And what I always tell everyone is, for me in general, I'll never be disrespectful. Because sometimes people get on us. Well, why didn't you ask him this question? And why didn't you ask him? You should have said this. Well, I'm not going to be a disrespectful dude. I'll ask a question, and we always try to be as cool about it, but at the same time say, hey, look, you know, this is something. And I think Vinny does a fantastic job. You know, even when he asked Darren Waller about the contract situation, he was like, hey, look, I know it's a contract. I know it's, you know, talking about money, but – I got to ask, you know, and so, I mean, I, I think Vinny does a, a fantastic job, really, of uh, asking some tough questions at times, um, but for the most part, everyone has no problem with what we ask. Uh, in in certain guys' cases, and I think it could be the case with Jonathan Abram, uh, he's heard a lot of negative press, and so he feels like everybody's against him, and look, I've had negative things to say about Jonathan Abram, but I don't think it's negative like I'm piling on him. I just think it's constructive criticism. I don't think that it's, you know, oh, my gosh, that guy sucks. Oh, that guy, you know, it's not that. I, and I, I don't think I talk about anybody like that. Um, you know, I just it's, – it's really, it's really a fine line. But some guys take it personal, and some guys feel like that they have a history. And, you know, even with Paul and, and Derek Carr, I mean, that wasn't the first, you know, thing that made Derek Carr want to tell Paul to, you know, what did he say? Pump it back. Pump or, it back on that one. Yeah, you know, that obviously it was some stuff that led up to that, according to Derek, right? According, obviously, he probably felt some kind of way, just like he blocked him on Twitter. I mean, there's, it's just, it just, it kind of is what it is. I mean, you can't, obviously, everyone's not going to be happy with you. Hell, Ocho Cinco blocked me, and I don't know what I did with Ocho Cinco. <laughs> like Trent Brown, I got a good example. Trent Brown, he blocked me, but I was very critical of him when he was with the Raiders because I thought that he did not, he was not accountable. I thought he didn't hold himself accountable, and especially when the whole COVID thing was going on and the whole wristband taking it off and putting it in the corner of a room or whatever like that. And I thought that that was reckless. I thought that that was – especially when we were still at the early stages of nobody knows what the hell's going on, and he's doing that. So I thought that that was bad, and I said it, and I had no problem saying it on the radio, and I said – and I did a podcast. I said I think that the Raiders need to hold Trent Brown accountable. Well, two seconds after that, he blocked me on Twitter, which is fine. I mean, that's cool. Not a, not a big deal, but – you know, I, I, I don't know. It just is what it is. But that's that's kind of, uh, I guess, a long way of explaining what happens sometimes. Real quick, did you see the uh, the Forty Niners beats that they have with Grant Cohen, like the actual team? Yeah, that's but he's more. That's, that's very but see, extreme. he's one of those guys though that I was talking about. He's one of those. Um, he's a jerk. I mean, let's just put it like that. He's he's a jerk, and that's kind of his 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 angle, right? He's like he doesn't mind being that guy. He wants to be that guy, uh, you know. And so that's that's when guys like that get blocked and you know I just there's certain dudes that that's their role that's kind of who they are and that's they get off like that and I I just I don't sign up for that but some guys do you know so whenever you know whenever you get in a room like I said this room that we're in uh, I don't look at anyone and say oh gosh you know when they ask a question but I have been in rooms where a guy get ready to ask a question like okay it's your turn it's like oh god now now what what are we going to hear now so that's that's that happens, but I don't like I said I don't get that sense from the guys that are in the in the media room right now. Maybe that's what they say when I ask a question. <laughs> oh God, here goes Q. What's he gonna say now? No, we're we're cool. There ain't no problem out there. Three forty four is the time. Thanks for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. We'll come back. We'll close out hour number two already. Yeah, we're gonna close out hour number two. This is Red Nation Radio nine twenty. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 4 o'clock, 
Lester Cotton Sr. had his media session earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. A lot of times I like to just play sound bites from it, but I'm going to play the whole damn thing. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really inspiring, and, and it's a good testimony. And I don't know, man. The older I get, the more I feel like I need to, I need to do – I don't want to say do stuff, but I like to – I like stories like this, right? I like storylines that – that are inspiring, that shows that no matter what is stacked against you, you can achieve what you're trying to achieve if you just work really hard and, you know, you have your faith and you have people in your corner that are, are you know, are positive people. Uh, that's one thing that I told uh, one of my longtime friends, one of my best friends uh, growing up, uh, I, I, I had to tell him that me and you can't really, can't really kick it. We can't really kick it just because there's, they're just not – it's not enough positivity, man. I, I got to have positive folks around me, you know, and, and, and positivity keeps you going in the right direction and negativity will bring you around down. So, you know, to have negative people in your house or negative people in your life is just it, it's it's like an anchor, man. It'll just pull you down. So uh, it, it, it was it was crazy. And I told my wife, I was like, man, I can't I can't have my boy around. I just can't just because it's it's just it's bad business. So. Uh, you know, that's just what it is sometimes. But uh, Lester Cotton was very inspirational. So you'll hear that conversation, or not conversation, but his media session from earlier today coming up at 4 o'clock. But right now, let's go out to the phone lines and uh, talk to our guy, Raider Dave in Denver. has a better connection. He hit us back. Raider Dave, welcome back to the show. Hey there, thanks. You know, I don't really worry too much about uh, Waller because if everybody understands how important Gronk was to McDaniel's offense, and he would never... I mean, Gronk's a tank. Waller's probably an Apache helicopter, if you want to put it that way. I mean, <laughs> just not quite as... as a little bit more fragile, I guess, whatever. He's shown that he gets hurt, and Gronk would play through that kind of stuff. But the important part is here is how important that position and the slot receiver position is in McDaniel's offense. I yeah. mean, besides Brady, I think those are the top two positions in that offense. And I think the Raiders would be smart to take on that approach. And Foster Morrow end up you know, getting a lot more burned and maybe some of the other tight ends. I think it'd be good for the team. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you hitting us back. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think that Waller and Foster have a big-time opportunity this upcoming season. I really do. You know, and the more that I see at practice, just the way that I see these guys, and uh, and, and obviously we don't see how the, every play is going to look, but we just see the way that, you know, these guys are getting getting after it, you know, and they're really working hard, and uh, you can see the drills and all the fundamentals and all the teaching that's going on. I just feel like that these guys really do have an opportunity to have a special season coming up uh, with Devontae Adams. He just makes everything so much different, right? He's making everybody that much better on the field just because there's so much attention being paid to him. So everyone else has an opportunity. Hunter, I do believe Hunter's in for a monster season. I mean, really, if, if everything plays out the way it is in my mind, Hunter will probably have, you know, close to 100, 100 catches, uh, over 1,000 yards. I still think it'll be less less catches than he had a year ago, but I just think it's going to be so effective just because he's, I mean, man, if that's the, if that's the slot receiver and you have a guy like Devontae and Darren Waller and those guys can stay healthy, man, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, how do you, how do you cover all that? I mean, this offense really has a chance to be just nasty. Of course, you know, it's a long season. Guys have to stay healthy. Offensive line's got to be able to protect. Derek Carr's got to stay healthy. I mean, every, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, of course. But, man, just standing on the sidelines uh, at practice and watching what these guys are doing and the work that they're putting in, you could tell that they have the potential to be special. We all know about potential, so we'll just kind of leave it at that. But, man, I'll tell you. 
they, they've got something cooking. Uh, looking at the Salmon Ash text line, at 69187, keyword R&R, Robin Oakland said, Trent Brown, he won't block anyone for us, but he'll block one of us. So, yeah, he uh, he blocked me on Twitter, man. He blocked me on Twitter, but that's okay. And uh, I like I said, I, I, I understood. As soon as, as soon as I saw that he blocked me, I was like, oh, yeah, he, he didn't like the podcast. He didn't like the show, which is fine. That's okay. Uh, we got a text from the 408 and said, nah, the hockey player is right. LV Media is soft. Okay. <laughs> I'm just – I mean, that's all. There's nothing to even respond. Okay. I mean, I, I don't even – honestly, I don't even know what you would qualify as a soft media member. Uh, I know what they say about, like, New York and all that and Philadelphia, how the, the media really is, I don't know, hard-hitting. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Really going to have to tune into the press box tomorrow to get some more clarity by <laughs> – what is a yeah? What is a soft media? Are, I don't know. Are they too nice to you? Is that a problem for a player? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I have, that's yeah. We're really gonna have to. Yeah, that's, I have that's, no that's idea. A funny thing to say. Yeah, no, I have no idea. The good thing is, uh, I never interviewed any hockey players, so maybe they're not talking about me. <laughs> so I didn't. I haven't got to that part of the job yet. We've got a lot of coverage going on with the Raiders. Got a lot of coverage going on with UNLV. Uh, everything else that we've got going on. So. Haven't got around to, uh, you know, interviewing any of the, the hockey players yet. So maybe the, maybe the, I'm the one excluded. Uh, no, I'm sure that they lump me in there, too. That's all right. I don't, I don't mind. Uh, let's go out to Gangster Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening, y'all? How you doing, Remember brother? I told you about Deshaun, about Deshaun Washington? I told you he wouldn't see no jail time. He wouldn't be suspended a whole season. And I think if the NFL keep um, trying to appeal or whatever, it might get reduced to four or two games. You know what I'm saying? And remember, I told y'all that when, um, before it even happened last year when he was still in Houston. Yep. I read over everything that was happening. I said, it's nothing legal. It's just a bunch of civil suits, yep. and he won't be suspended for a year. Remember, I told y'all all that. That's what I'm told you. I'm the legal guy. I you remember. need to call your legal guy. You <laughs> know what I mean? But anyway, I want to talk about Bill Russell because to me, Bill Russell, everybody talk about LeBron and Jordan. Even though I'm a huge Jordan fan, to me, Bill Russell is the GOAT. Not only did he have 11, win, 11 rings, yeah. championship rings, he had two as a player coach. He was yep. a player and coach. First black coach in NBA history. And, and in Boston. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, and in Boston. Exactly. In Boston. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, where they, where they broke into his house and, right. and speared, smeared um, yep. profanities and, and feces on his wall. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just because he was a black man. And that's why I like him more than Jordan. Because as far as being a black man, an activist, and, and a civil rights leader, he was a giant, and Michael yeah. Jordan was a midget in comparison. You know, even today, Michael Jordan, with all that money, I put it like this, if Bill Russell had the money Michael Jordan got, he'd be doing a lot more actively socially and everything than Michael Jordan is doing. That's why I say um, Bill Russell is the GOAT to me, and it's a sad day that he passed away. I always wanted to meet that man, shake his hand, and I almost had a chance to, but I got arrested one, one time I was supposed to meet him, but that's a long story. But, I just want to say shout-out to Bill um, Russell. He's the GOAT. And also, I want to thank um, – I'll talk to that later. Just just Bill Russell Day. I want to take away from Bill Russell, y'all. Keep the gangster, y'all. I'm gone. All right. Good call, my man. I appreciate you. Yeah, Bill Russell passed away uh, at the age of 88. And, uh, yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Uh, we saw that when we were at practice yesterday. It was just like, oh, man, Bill Russell passed away. Uh, I'm glad that he passed away sleep, uh, peacefully in his sleep, though. That, I mean, if there's a way to go, that's the way to go. And uh, you're right. 
everything that he did, I mean, he was fantastic on the court, you know. I always, you know, joke, and I, I have a good friend uh, named Zach Burke who's been on the show before who's a huge Bill Russell fan, even though he never saw him play. So I always give him a bad time about you can't be a big fan of a guy that you never saw play. I never saw Bill Russell play either, but I do know how fantastic he was. And I know he was a Bay Area guy. Uh, I know that he had 11 rings. I know that he won in college. I mean, he's, he's won on every stage of the game. And then, like you said, Gangster, he also was a player coach in Boston of all places and still was able to handle his business. And everything that he did off the court was even better than everything he did on the court. I mean, it was. And he stood up and he represented and he was a social activist before that was a cool thing to do. And, you know, I, I, I get it. A lot of people have always talked about Jordan saying, Jordan, you know, he would never do that. That's not for everybody. That's the thing. It's not for everybody. That's, if, if everybody did it, it wouldn't be special. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I give LeBron a lot of props. Right? I'm a huge Jordan fan, way bigger Jordan fan than I am LeBron. But I give LeBron so much props for everything he does off the court. He does some great stuff off the court for communities, his community that he grew up in Akron. I mean, he's done a lot of uh, social stuff as well. I mean, LeBron is, is the greatest of all time in this era off the court for sure. We can argue on the court all day long. I don't care. I mean, whatever. That's fine. We can argue, and you can win, I can win, whatever. It doesn't matter. But what he's done off the court has been great. Bill Russell did that before that was a cool thing and before it was a hashtag or before it was a trend. Or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Bill Russell did it in the trenches when speaking up for people could cost you your life. You know what I mean? Like now, if, if I go on the radio and I say something, you know, uh, about – black people being killed and how it's, it's jacked up, someone might get mad at me at worst, right? Someone might call in and be like, I don't want to hear that. Turn out, I just want to hear sports. That's the worst that could happen to me. When Bill Russell would stand up for, for black people and be an activist, he could lose his life. <laughs> like, I've never been in that position. You know what I mean? So that's, that's why when we talk about what Bill Russell did, it's such another level because the risk that he took to be the man that he was was so great and so large and he was able to do it just like he was larger than life his size his heart his smile he did that all and he did it with his head up and battled through everything can you imagine going to your house and there's feces on the wall and racial slurs on the wall in feces could you imagine that in your town that you're winning rings in that's unbelievable. Thank you for the call. Great stuff. I'm glad you brought that up, gangster. Appreciate the call. 3.59 is the time. We'll come back. Kick off hour number three of the show. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.